Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Lord, we come to you this morning in confidence because we know that you are a mighty and powerful God who loves us so. That you have sent your Son to stand in that, the gap for us. Lord, we come to you needing to be reminded of the Thanksgiving moments in this month and a time, Lord, where we can step back and take a look, uh, maybe a little more honest look, at how blessed we are as a people, how blessed we are as a country, Lord, there's a moment when we get tangled up in all the hoopla of the world and we forget that breathing air and being upright and being out and your love of us is plenty more than we deserve. And so, Lord, as we focus this month on being thankful people, I pray that you would put on our hearts an attitude of gratitude, Lord, an attitude that takes us to the point where we realize we don't deserve any of this. What we deserve and what we got are two very different things. And so, Lord, I pray that we would not only understand that for our own lives, but as we share in other people's lives, in relationships that we come in contact with others, that we would, Lord, show that gratitude to them as we have had gratitude shown to us. That our hearts would be full of thankfulness because, Lord, you are a great and mighty God who has given us so much. We are a blessed people. May we live like a blessed people. In your name we pray. Amen. This Philippians chapter 4 I got a question though before I start. I got to ask this question because I, I don't really like to do things like without asking. So, um, so are you guys up for a, a, diff, a change for November? Just it's a, listen, it's just a slight one. It's not like we're not we're not going outside to do the sermon in the. I mean that that could be that would be right. You would be a whole lot more thankful for this heat, seventy degrees, if we did the the service right out there in the yard. No, are you up for a slight change in the program for a month? Oh, good. <laughs> I thought, yeah. <laughs> so here's what I want to do for this month. And I got to tell you this now because if I tell you in the sermon, it's going to be too late. I'm going to ask you, I, we always do prayers and praises every Sunday morning. And I appreciate those. I'm gonna, if you have a prayer request, there's a little purple sheet in front of you. I'm going to ask that you put those prayer requests. They're important to us. And we want to keep that sheet updated. But I'm going to ask that you write them on that purple sheet so, one, Kelly can pray for them at the end of the service, two, so that we have them and we can add them to our list. But I'm going to ask you to do something just a touch different this, week, this month. I'm going to ask you to focus on the praises in your life during praise time. Because sometimes what happens during prayer and praise time, it's really only prayer time, is it not? And we bring all, that's not a bad thing, but I really want you to focus this month on what has God blessed me with 
And if it, it may be, God blessed me and I don't have to go out there and stand out there and listen to this sermon. So when we do prayer and praise time for the month of November, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you to keep it to praises. And you know what's going to happen if we don't bring any praises to God? It's going to be super short, right? I'm going to ask you to focus your heart, your mind, your thoughts in that direction. Being thankful to God for what he has given us, not being... There are needs, there's no doubt, and, and those are important to us. So I'm going to ask you to write those on that purple sheet, throw them in the offering plate, Kelly will get them, and then the church will get them after that. We'll make sure we have those. Um, they're important. So are, are we okay with that? Okay. If you, okay. Don't throw rocks, it's okay. Let's read the scripture. And I want you to, I want you to listen to this morning's passage in light of this one thought. The guy writing is rotting in a jail. Not a nice jail where they have cable or uh, weight lifting equipment or a gym or a place to play cards. We're talking about a cold, dark, damp place. Um, pretty sure he was chained to a, a guard to make sure he was uh, kept where he needed to be. Uh, Think about that for a moment as we read this, uh, Philippians 4, 1 through 9. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Judea and I plead with Syntyche to be the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause for the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of the co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, and the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. May God add his blessing as we continue uh, to sing this morning. Laughing to me, Veronica. Rude. <laughs> she, has she does, yeah. <laughs> it's pleasant. Just so you don't, don't forget, these are, the, these are the papers. Write your prayer requests on there. We'll get them uh, to Kelly, and we'll get, definitely get those on the, uh, on the paper for the week. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. You about preached the sermon for me. Uh, I thought that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what you guys think of that idea, uh, but I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, we're going to see what happens, right? When you try something different, you're like, yeah, we'll test the waters and see if some is anyone going to praise God today, or are we going to be, because some weeks it's quiet. I used, to, I used to think that Pastor Dave paid people not to talk the week he wasn't here, because I would be like, he wouldn't be here, and then nobody would have, there wouldn't be a prayer request or a praise, and it'd be like 10 extra minutes that I didn't have accounted for for a sermon. And so I was like, set me up or something. 
So we've entered the Thanksgiving season, and uh, I don't know if you've been with us for a bunch of years, you know we've pretty much committed to uh, the month of November to spend uh, time. That gives us a little more time. Hey, Lou, you're going the wrong way, buddy. Uh, good thinking. <laughs> um, but we've spent Thanksgiving season for a chance to give us a chance to spend four weeks thinking about what we're thankful for. And I think uh, for me, it helps to really spend that time to begin to uh, to adjust the way I think. I, I appreciate Rebecca's response said, I just naturally go to the prayer request. We do that, right? We always ask God for those things we need, and we sometimes tend to not ask or be reminded of the things that God has already worked on in our life. Um, I've spent time with a lady this week in Hammett, and she was in her mid-60s, and has, uh, she was always, she said to me, she said, I've, wor- I've waited, I've been paying my $802.37 every month. I just want to get on Medicaid. But she's been healthy her whole life. I don't know what, it was 800 and some dollars, whatever it was. And she said, you know, I've only ever taken ibuprofen. I'm in my 60s. I hardly ever go to the doctor. I've never had a problem. Everything's been good until about um, three weeks ago. My, my gallbladder acted up, she said, and I had to have it taken out. And when she went in, she had to have her gallbladder taken out. She came home and was healing up, but she wasn't getting better. She was still sick. So she's back in the hospital. Coincidence? Probably not, but she has all these spots on her liver, which they don't know what they are at this point. They're still working. And she said, you know, I, for 60-some years, I've just, I got my yearly checkup. Everything's gone well. I haven't really had anything to deal with. You know, nothing major in my life. I don't take any medicines. And I've taken for granted my health. Until, she said, about three days ago, while I'm, where I'm so sick, I can hardly stand up, and, I have, and now I'm in a hospital bed laying horizontal. And she says, you know what? So quickly our mind goes from, gee, I should have been a whole lot more thankful for all those years I've had, realizing that those have been good years, rather than, uh, she said, because life changed just in an instant. That moment she found out that there was something going wrong, and then found out there was more going wrong, all those things were going on in her life. And now she's in a really different spot, right? Because she's like, okay, now what's going on uh, in my body? And what's, what am I going to do to get it fixed? And what's the fixing? And uh, I have to have these, now she has to have biopsies and all this jazz. A lot of things going on. Um, so have you ever heard this, uh, this statement, life is 10% what happens and 90% how you react to it? Do you like that? I, I kind of like that. Um, I think that's how uh, thankfulness works in our life, right? Because the 10% is the part we don't control, uh, and yet, for a lot of us, it controls a lot of our life, right? Because we react to that 10% that we can't control. And I want to challenge you as we, we're going to look at this passage like in super speed motion, right? Um, But I want to to remind you that things are going to happen in your life. Good luck if you can make it through and not have anything happen. If you don't have those days that you never want to have again, or those moments, or those situations, good luck, right? Uh, They're part of our life. They're a part of my life. They're a part of your life. Uh, those, Those things are just a part of who we are Uh, as we walk through our faith. So we're going to take a real quick look this morning at the traps that get us um, in our mind, our attitudes, uh, 
Uh, there are traps that get a hold of us and take us from being thankful to just to being uh, worryful and negative and critical of others. And so we're going to look at that because we need to be more thankful as a people. And so I have a question for you. So how do you nurture a thankful heart? Any thoughts? How do we nurture a thankful heart? How do we get to a place where we can be thankful as a... Not because the pastor said we're not going to talk about any prayer requests today. How do we get up every morning and begin our day saying, Thank you, Lord, I was able to get up. Right? I was able to stand upright and I'm breathing and I have another chance today. How do we get that heart in our lives? <laughs> Sometimes a lots of trouble. Liz, what do we think? Speaking it, okay. Speaking it, saying it out loud. Being thankful. Being intentional, right? Being intentional about being thankful is important. That's why I wanted to do the praises only thing, right? Because when we're intentional, I wasn't sure if we'd only get one or two. I didn't know. It was, it was impressive, right? It was more than what we normally do uh, during prayer and praise time. So being intentional about that uh, is important. It's like that song, we don't sing it in first service, but you know that old hymn, Count Your Blessings, right? Count your blessings, name them one by one, right? Being intentional about knowing, this, this passage talks about how to do that. Hopefully we're going to get there. Um, but we have to have a heart that wants to be thankful, right? And in our scripture, we're going to talk really quickly about three things that Paul talks about. Always three, I don't know. Some people laugh at that. I think it's pretty, I like three. Three's a nice number. First thing is we're going to choose, uh, to choose unity. Did you see in the first three verses, uh, Paul is talking about a very specific event that's going on in the church of Philippi. Just so you know that Euodia and Syntyche, I don't even know if that's, I mean, it's, that's, I'm, I'm going to choose those the way to say it. This is the only time they're spoken about in Scripture. There is no other scripture, there is no like supporting scripture, so we don't even know exactly what's going on, but we do have some of the, some of the understanding. Um, it says, listen, I'm pleading with them and I'm pleading with you to be of the same mind. These are people who were believers in Christ, in the church, who couldn't keep it together, who probably personality issues, right? These are two ladies in the church who had an issue, and it was a big enough issue that Paul heard about it. I don't know what the issue was because it really doesn't tell us. It doesn't tell us. It just says, listen, they need to be of the same mind. And so I, I think if you want to be thankful, you need to work towards being uh, unified together with your fellow believers in Christ. I want to share one. I, I, met, I was talking to a guy that's a Unitarian, and I don't know if you know much about the Unitarian denomination. It's not really a denomination to me. It's a cult, but um, because... It's a free-for-all. They have a Buddhist pastor, and uh, anybody can go there, anything, no judgment, no nothing. And, I, and so that's not what I'm talking about in unity here. I'm not talking about that unity. I'm saying, listen, we need to be unified within our church. There was a, there's a deacon uh, on our deacon board who once said, listen, this is not what I'm about. This is not how I would do it. But I trust the board, and I want to be unified and I want to make sure that we do it. Uh, and if God gets the glory, then I'm okay with it. 
And so if you want to be thankful, you need to work away from being uh, critical in the way you see other people and the way you treat other people and the way you act towards other people and, and be uh, more unified uh, with them. The scripture, uh, there's a scripture in, uh, where in the heck is it? I lost it. Uh, oh, Ephesians. I want, to, I want to share this passage in Ephesians. It says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. I'd like to suggest that you're not ever going to keep the unity of the Spirit through anything other than peace. If, you're, if you want to fight, you're probably not going to keep the bond of unity. There's not going to be a unity of the Spirit if you're fighting. If you think you got it figured out and if you want to fight over it, that's probably not going to be, it doesn't usually work out that well. Um, but the first thing you need to know is if you want to be thankful and have a, a thankful heart, you need to be more unified with those around you and less critical of those things that you come in contact with. The second thing is that we need to choose joy. The scripture uh, says, verse 4, I want, I want to remind you this. This is Paul in jail, right? Paul sitting in the jail cell. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Let your, the Lord is near and don't be anxious about anything. Do you know why he was in jail? He didn't rob a bank. He preached the gospel. You know what Paul's mission in life was? Preach the gospel, right? That was his goal. His mission, his plan, everything was pointed, preach the gospel, take it to the Gentiles. And what's he doing in jail? Writing letters, yeah, he's writing, yeah, he's writing notes because he can't get out and he can't preach. Think for a moment how you might feel if you had a goal and your plan was this and all of a sudden there's some big obstacle in the way. How could you say rejoice in the Lord always? Again, I say rejoice. What is it in our hearts that allows us to be joyful in affliction? What is it, let me ask you this question, what do you think the trap is? What takes your joy away? What is, it? what is it in life that takes your joy away? Satan, Satan yeah? Worry. worry, thank you. Worry, right? We allow worry to come in and take our joy away. So rather than looking, and just so you know, I'm convinced of this, you can't worry and be in God's will at the same time. You're either panicking or you're praying, right? A lot of people tell me, well, I've been praying, but they're... But there's more panic in it than prayer. There's not this idea of, like, I'm going to give this to God. Prayer is the idea that, listen, I'm going to give this problem to God, and he will sort it out the way he sees fit. And if you can stand there, then it's not panic. And you're not going to panic. If not, you know what happens? You're going to continue to worry. And here's what we do. I'm telling you, we do it all the time. Here, God, I want you to take care of this. Oh, almost got it. Here, God. I'll set it on the table, but I'm going to take it back. And we do that over and over. Trust me, the next time you worry about something and give it to God, see what happens. This is what we do as a people. We love to set it out there before God. And as long as he responds within, you know, we set the clock. 
I'm going to set my egg timer, God, and you've got three minutes to make this happen. And if you make it happen in three minutes, I have trusted you. Three minutes and one second, I'm done trusting you. We do that. He does in spite of us, right, Ken? He works in spite of us. He works even when we probably absolutely don't deserve it. You can't have worry and joy together. You've got to pick one. And I want to I spend a couple minutes in this last piece because I really... We need to choose positive praise. I, wanna, I want you to jump... I want to jump to uh, verse 8. Oops. So the opposite would be negative, right? Uh, but this is where I want to I focus a few minutes on. Um, I want you to... And I want to give you something practical to think about. Practical as a way that I, you can go home today and begin to be working on your heart. And this is what works for me. So Paul says in verse 8, he says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, what do you think we should do with them? Think about them. You know how you think about them? You write them all down on a list. I challenge you to take a piece of paper and write true and, and write something that's true in your life. To write noble and write something that's noble in your life. Something that's right and, and write it in there. Something that's pure, something that's lovely, something that's admirable. And I know these, some of these words are like, okay, I don't know what... What's admirable mean, right? That's good. That makes you think. Maybe you should Google. That's what good old Google is for, right? What's admirable in your life? What's excellent in your life? What's praiseworthy in your life? God says, listen, focus your attention in that direction. Good luck. We all have problems Paul has a problem, but he says, I'm going to focus on the things that are good. You know what Paul was doing while he was in jail, tied to this uh, chain to this soldier? You know what he was doing? What's that? Praising God. Praising God. He was sharing the gospel, right? He's working on the people he's with. He's like, I can't go anywhere else. Captive audience, right? He's not crying about being stuck in jail. He says, well, these are the God, guys that God put in front of me. These are the people that, that, that obviously need to hear about them. And they're chained to me, so that works out pretty well. <laughs> he says, listen, there's a lot of positive in your life. What is true in your life? What is noble? Because we do, we get in that cycle of being negative. And we get in that, that trap, right? The trap that says, oh, my world stinks my life stinks and everything oh can you believe i got this letter in the mail and it just it spirals down to where all we think about is that negative stuff that happens in our life and it becomes what consumes us it becomes who we are and if you don't begin to change that there's no way that you can have a thankful heart because everything you focus on in life will be the negative. It will be in the, in the things you don't have or the things that aren't working out or I got a flat tire last week. Guess what? Lots of people have gotten a flat tire last week. There are a lot of struggles in the world. 
we need to focus on the things that are positive in our life. We have the lights on this morning. It's warm, right? It's warm in here this morning. I'm sweating. It's too warm. We need to go outside. Just think, if we sat out there for 25 minutes, you guys would really appreciate this warmth. Yeah, I'll go out. We'll see if the microphone works. I'm getting cold. No. Good one. I liked it. Scripture says, listen, uh, Paul says in uh, Romans, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our pattern of the world, the pattern of the world is the one that doesn't thank God for what they have. The one who stays negative and is worrying and is critical of others. Those are the thoughts and the habits of a heart that's not thankful. Those, that's where the mind goes when they, it actually believes that they somehow had a, uh, an effect on the way they are. Right? We sat around the table and this morning and we talked about um, being grateful for the sacrifice God has given us. And in complete honesty, we're really, we real, I, I am grateful. But you know what happens when I go home and I get in a car and I have to drive behind someone who's doing 20 miles an hour? I'm not as grateful, right? And so I can't, for some reason, I'm able to accept or assume and take in that I need to be grateful and not nearly as good at sharing my grateful. I'm just not as good, and, and guess what? I know you guys don't got it all figured out either, right? Because we do the same thing. We, we, I mean, I, and I can prove it. I'll just show you your Facebook post, right? That's why I want to focus this month on being thankful. Because the way we respond to others is the way that some, someone we're going to come in contact with sees Jesus Christ through the way we act. Think about that for a moment. And biting their head off and getting angry and honking your horn and all those things that we know we shouldn't do or yelling at our spouse or the dog or whatever we do when we get frustrated and we get angry and we're upset about something. Do everything but show grat gratitude and thankfulness for who we are in this world. See, Jesus came... He came for... Our life. He ransomed our life. I, I think that's a really cool idea, um, to have our life ransomed. There was a cost. You know, we, when, we hear it, when we talk about ransom, we think, well, I, I kidnapped something or somebody, and I'll give you, Brantley, I'll give you your peanut butter back when you give me $2. Jesus went to the cross and ransomed us. He paid the price for our life. If you don't have that relationship, you have that opportunity to have that relationship. And as Gene said, Gene preached the gospel before we got to the gospel, right? If you don't have Jesus as a part of your life, you need that Jesus as a part of your life. Not because it's some cool thing to check off, right? Cha-ching! Not at all. Because it changes your life and who you are. It changes who you are for eternity. And eternity starts today. The moment you ask him into your life, eternity starts. Let's pray.
Lord God, thank you for this morning and an opportunity to stand in front of you. And Lord, I just pray even now for our hearts. Lord, that we would begin to be thankful people. That Lord, we would recognize your hand in our life. That you would, we would recognize that you have brought us from the depth of, uh, of the worst. You have pulled us from the dregs of society. You have moved us, Lord, from our own sinfulness. And you've given us a second chance. If we're honest about who we are, it's not, the, the scale is tipped pretty bad in, in, against us. Thank you, Lord, that uh, even though it, it was tipped against us, that Jesus came and made the difference. In your name we pray. Amen.